Hello, lady. How are you? So I was actually a little surprised at how much you liked the last episode, part one, uh, mainly talking about BPA. Lots of DMs on Instagram and Facebook saying how eye-opening it was and how much you learned. So that's great news because my objective in sharing this information is not to remind you of all of the stuff you have to do and all the sacrifices you need to make in order to get pregnant and have your baby. Nor is it a hypey, fear-inducing marketing ploy to get you to buy shit you don't need. No, it's a real truth-based concern that you need to be aware of if you're trying to conceive already pregnant, breastfeeding, or have children already because knowledge is power, my love. Yes, but actually having a simple realistic action plan followed by the information will greatly reduce your exposure and that's really where you'll be able to exercise your power. And that's really what this podcast is all about, taking back your power and owning your fertility journey. And sometimes that means having hard discussions like this. So today I'm going to open your eyes yet again to a few more unavoidable truths about the everyday toxins you're coming into contact with on a daily basis. But first I want to discuss something that I briefly mentioned in the last episode, and that is the three ingredients you need in order to become and stay pregnant. One is optimal egg and sperm quality. Two is ovulation and the meeting of sperm to the egg. And three is a stable uterine lining. This is something I plan to really hash out and go much deeper into on the next episode, but it's important to realize that it takes all three of these ingredients coming together to create a healthy pregnancy. Now, the really concerning issue with couples getting diagnosed with infertility is that no one is making sure that they have these three fertile ingredients, nor are they empowering them to go out and make these changes to optimize those ingredients. One thing that you should have known or realized now by listening to this podcast and really following me on Instagram is that... I believe 100% in the human body, especially women's bodies. They have everything they need in order to um, carry out conception and pregnancy. There's nothing broken within us, but we do rely on certain internal and external factors. And when these are missing or sometimes in excess, that's when things can get disrupted. And it's not because your body is broken. No, 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 no. It's actually doing so much underneath the surface in order to make this a priority. And when it just can't, it has such innate intelligence to rework the equation, to prioritize survival over reproduction, and essentially keep you alive. And we miss this so much with our busy lives and our exposure to toxins and eating shitty food and dieting all the time. You know, it's no wonder our body is not prioritizing reproduction, not because it's broken, but because that is exactly what it was designed to do. Now, one of these really important changes that you can make in order to optimize these three ingredients is reducing your exposure to toxins that are known through decades of research to sabotage not just one, but each of these three ingredients. 
including your partner's sperm quality, okay? So if you were told that your chances of conceiving and having a healthy baby would increase by 80% simply by removing your exposure, there's no way that you'd not do it. And that's why I'm sharing this pertinent information with you, mama, because it can drastically improve your chances. Whether you're doing IVF or not, which I'll actually walk you through um, later on in this episode of why it's so important. So that brings me to the second eye-opening truth, and that is this. Despite decades of scientific acknowledgement that phthalates pose serious risk to human health, hormone activity, and fetal development, they are still widely used in soft plastics, cleaning products, nail polish, and anything containing fragrance, which is basically all of your personal care products residing in your bathroom closets as we speak. Now, this becomes no surprise, right? This ambiguous use of all of these phthalates really just spread widely in everything that we use on a day-to-day basis. It's no surprise that 95% of pregnant women have all had active forms of phthalates detected in their body. So what's the big deal, right? Why should we even care about this when trying to conceive? Well, here's the thing, love. There is undeniably strong evidence showing high levels of phthalates are negatively impacting your future baby's developing body. Now, if, you're, if you already have children and you're thinking, well, I didn't know about this stuff when I was pregnant with them. Nothing bad happened to them, so why should I worry about it now? And I will agree with you. Most of the time, our bodies are so incredibly resilient and intelligent that it can overcome even the worst of living conditions, nutrient deficiencies, and toxic exposures. But here's the thing. You're not here listening to this podcast because you're not willing to do the best to give your baby the absolute best start to life. Now, sure, maybe you weren't aware of this information with prior pregnancies, and thank goodness there was nothing negative that happened. But now that you know better, you can do better and optimize your chances of conceiving, reducing your risk of marriage, miscarriage, and help to prevent phthalate-related issues during pregnancy. So what are these phthalate-related issues during pregnancy? First, I'm going to cover the top four, and then I'm going to go into how this affects fertility specifically for those who aren't pregnant um, yet. But this is important if you're not even if you're not pregnant yet to understand why this is so important, right? A lot of times what women will do is as soon as they get pregnant, they will take the gas pedal off of everything they were doing to try to conceive, right? Give up the clean diet, give up the, you know, making sure we're not eating out of plastic containers, go back to using your scented candles and favorite lotions and and this is the wrong way of thinking, right? If something has inhibited your ability to get pregnant, imagine what it's doing to your baby. Everything that is within circulation has a high probability of crossing the placental blood barrier. Okay, so what are these phthalate-related issues during pregnancy? Well, one is the premature birth. Now, many studies 
show a strong correlation between exposure to phthalates during pregnancy and early delivery. What's so bad? <clears throat> Excuse me. What's so bad about preterm birth? Well, if you haven't gone through it yourself, it's incredibly risky. It puts the baby at such a high risk for its life, basically, because of the undeveloped lungs, among, among other things, and really sets the postpartum experience up to be extremely stressful and traumatic. Two, demasculization of baby boys. This one should get the attention of all the dads out there to take this stuff seriously and support you in the changes you're about to learn. Now, Dr. Shauna Swan is the pioneer in this research, looking at women who had higher levels of phthalate exposure during pregnancy were more likely to have baby boys with phthalate syndrome, quote unquote, including incomplete testicular descent, um, several genitalia malformations, uh, and reduced testosterone. These findings aren't the result of high dose exposure to lab animals, people, but normal daily doses that many women are exposed to on a daily basis, especially during pregnancy. This is because those effects are because phthalates interfere with the testosterone production in male fetuses. This is scary stuff, basically influencing your baby for the rest of its life. Three is the altered brain development and behavior in babies. A study looking at women exposed to a range of phthalates during pregnancy and followed the children's development over three years. What they found is that the babies whose mothers had the highest exposure scored significantly lower on measures of mental, motor, and behavioral development. Significantly lower. Now, many studies have reached the same conclusion for adequate brain development. Crazy stuff happening. Number four is allergies and eczema. Lastly, this is for when the baby is born. Researchers have found that babies exposed to the most phthalates, right? Crawling around on plastic vinyl flooring, teething on plastic teethers, and absorbing phthalates through the skin from baby care products have a higher risk of asthma and eczema. And you see this all of the time. How many new moms are just have no idea how to tame their poor baby's itching, rashy, burning skin and dealing with um, asthma in early ages. Okay, so that's just exposure during pregnancy. What about before pregnancy when you're trying to conceive? Well, turns out we have to kind of piece things together, but ultimately there's evidence showing that phthalates affecting all three of the fertile ingredients just as BPA had, but in reality, Full disclosure, we're essentially participating in a mass population experiment and no one knows about it, okay? Except you now. <laughs> you, of course, know about it now and you're going to be armed and ready to do something that will make a significant effect on the outcome of your ability to conceive, but also in the next generation. So, how is everyday phthalate exposure affecting your fertility? Number one, researchers have consistently found that phthalates significantly interfere with the growth of ovarian follicles in eggs in a variety of um, animals, meaning the egg doesn't mature and thus doesn't ovulate strongly, if at all. 
Part of the reason for this is that phthalates decrease the production of estrogen produced by the follicle, which if you're inside of HFM, you know this, is the main driver of the follicle growth and egg development. Two, so number one, it's interfering with ovulation. Two, phthalates seem to impact the genes that drive meiosis and cell division that are essential for egg development, thus compromising egg quality, which is the second fertile ingredient. Now, again, if you're inside of HFM, you know that the 90 days leading up to ovulation is the window in which the final chromosomal processing happens to properly mature and develop that egg. And that is where all the chromosomal abnormalities happen prior to ovulation if they are going to happen. This is really important going into this next part. Another issue we have concerning egg quality is the increase in oxidative stress that phthalates cause. Oxidative stress is so damaging because it takes a massive toll on those little powerhouse organelles of the cell called mitochondria. You've heard of mitochondria, right? All of the flashback of high school biology is coming into play here. So why does this matter to egg quality? Well, here's the kicker. Pay attention if you've tuned out. I know this is a lot. We have over 15,000 mitochondria in each egg cell. That's 10 times more than any other cell in your body. Now we need these little mitochondria functioning at tip-top shape in order to process those chromosomes and finish egg development before ovulation in that 90-day window. Oxidative stress is the number one cause of chromosomal abnormalities and age-related fertility decline. And what's the number one cause of oxidative stress related to fertility? That is phthalates. Wow. So a big thing that we talk about inside of HFM is how to reduce our risk of miscarriage. And the biggest thing about how we can do that is really optimizing that 90-day window prior to ovulation because that is when all of the chromosomal abnormalities happen. The common misconception in conventional fertility and what you will heal from your fertility doc is that these damages accumulate over a lifetime, and that is simply not true. Most of the age-related fertility decline happens because of that 90-day window prior to ovulation. And it's because, yes, it is somehow age-related because as we get older, we do accumulate more oxidative stress and have less ability to, um, to counteract that. And But that's not saying that with a very specific nutritional um, plan and you're counteracting with specific um, antioxidants and detoxifying nutrients that you can't overcome and counteract this oxidative stress as long as you are ovulating late into your 40s, okay? So finally, research shows that when fertilized animal eggs were exposed to phthalates in the lab, very few to none survived to the blastocyte stage. But this is kind of preliminary and has yet to be studied in humans. But there is some inkling here that it affects the third um, ingredient, which is that implantation into the stable uterine lining. Okay, enough of the doom and gloom. Let's find out where these toxins are hiding and how simple it is to drastically reduce your exposure prior to conceiving, during pregnancy, and after your baby is born. 
So where are the phthalates hanging out? Well, remember phthalates are plasticizers and fragrance carriers, basically. So they are going to be found in most all body products, shampoos, deodorant, nail polishes, soaps, fragrances, air fresheners, uh, food packaging, feminine hygiene products, shower curtains, vinyl flooring, detergents, household cleaning products, yoga mats, etc. Now, anytime you see the word fragrance listed in the ingredients section of a lotion, detergent, what have you, you can assume that that product contains phthalates. Also, if a plastic product is flexible, like those plastic placemats, makeup bags, raincoats, um, shower curtains, it's probably going to contain phthalates. So this might be getting a little overwhelming to you thinking about all of the products you need to swap, but I assure you just focusing on the big offenders can drastically decrease your exposure. So the first step is completely get rid of air fresheners in your home and in your car. Get rid of them. The, um, gosh, what is that brand called? Um, Febreze, <laughs> duh. The Unstoppables, oh my gosh. Spraying that stuff everywhere in the bathroom, um, across your uh, furniture, on rugs, and you know, just spraying it into the room. Stop, 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 stop. The second is perfumes. Spraying yourself with a perfume every single day, boom. Three, fabric softeners. So here's where we're just lacing phthalates into our clothing and then wearing those clothings every single day. So again, the fabric softeners, the Febreze Unstoppables, those little pellets that you add into your laundry, ixnay on those. And then fourth, nail polish. Nail polish is extremely toxic. It actually combines formaldehyde, phthalates, and then one other, I think it's toluene, um, which is constantly absorbing into your nail beds. So that's lovely. Now, this is a powerful first step because these products are the highest in toxic phthalates and you are exposing yourself constantly with those. So push pause, reverse this, take notes on those top four, air fresheners, perfumes, fabric softener, and nail polish. Get rid of those. Now I'm going to give you swaps here in a second, but just get rid of those as we speak. Now to take it one step further, we want to clean up your body care and cleaning products. So you can actually use an app called Think Dirty. So type Think Dirty into wherever you get apps. It's a free app and you can scan the barcode of your products in your house to determine what's safe and what's not. It'll give you a rating system, one to 12 maybe. I don't know what the highest limit is, but anything below a three is gonna be fair, fair game, okay? So do that for me and you can start replacing things. Honestly, if you're not purposely buying things that are non-toxic, it's likely going to be toxic, okay? That's just how this goes. So some of my favorite brands that you can start switching to um, for all skincare and body care and makeup, Beauty Counter, tried and true, trusted, high performing, cannot go wrong. And I'm actually going to give you a super awesome um, little opportunity to try Beauty Counter um, here in a minute. So stay tuned for that. For laundry and cleaning products, Branch Basics is tried and true. For, I'm just going to throw this in, we haven't talked about fluoride, but for toothpaste, do Native brand for fluoride-free toothpaste. For deodorant, Primally Pure for that charcoal uh, deodorant. 
I am a stinky human. I'm active. I'm in and out of the house, outside, working, working out. Primally pure, that charcoal is the only one that I found really works for me. For nail polish, there's a company called Sundays, completely non-toxic uh, nail polish that works really well. It's what it, and they've got a million different colors. I absolutely love them. Um, for all baby care products, diapers, wipes, I choose Honest every single time. Honest company. So then finally, the last step, if you really want to go all out, is to clean up the soft plastics in your home. So replace all of those vinyl shower curtains with nylon or cotton shower curtains. Replace your yoga mat with a PVC-free yoga mat like those from Gaiam, G-A-I-A-M company. Limit your packaged processed foods in phthalate plastics. Um, look for that little triangle, that little recycling symbol. Look for a three in there, and that's when you'll know that that contains phthalates. Choose organic foods to avoid phthalate-laden pesticides. We're going to go more into pesticides here in a minute. And keep away from plastic baby toys. Um, Kiwi Company is really safe, non-toxic paint, non-toxic wooden toys that are super cute and then actually incredibly um, involved with brain development for your children and then good quality mattresses and changing table pads for your baby go through a company like naturepedic okay now before we hit into uh, pesticides i do want to talk about beauty counter i have been a beauty counter advocate and consultant going on four years now i'm pretty high up in the company um, if you haven't tried Beauty Counter yet, I want you to DM me the words care package to me on Instagram at stesha.rukoff and my VA will know to get your mailing address so that we can send you a Beauty Counter care package in the mail just in time for Thanksgiving break to try some of this stuff out. And I'll give you more details about that at the very end of this episode. But next, let's go into the third eye-opening truth, and this will be brief, but so important, and that is this. You're ingesting 45 different pesticides when you consume non-organic strawberries. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes, strawberries top the chart of the Dirty Dozen, a list of 12 of the most contaminated, meaning highest pesticide residues, of all the fruits and vegetables out there. Now, of those 45 pesticides, six are known carcinogens, 16 are hormone disruptors, seven are neurotoxic, and six are developmental and reproductive toxins. Great! <laughs> those expensive little berries that we've been buying are actually infiltrating our health. Awesome. So the most common type of the 5.6 billion pounds of pesticides used each year worldwide are called organophosphates, which sadly were found in 93% of the people worldwide tested by CDC. Now, the exposure to these pesticides happens through the ingestion of food that contains residue of the applied pesticide during its growing season. So exposure to these organophosphates include <sighs> infertility, birth defects, stillbirths, reduced IQ and behavioral problems, fetal brain damage, and cancers. Now, keep in mind, pesticides are different than herbicides. Herbicides include things like Roundup, which contains glyphosate, or 2,4-D, which is what you'd spray on your lawn to kill weeds but not the grass. 
I'm talking about pesticides, which have a much more potent and alarming effect to human health. Now, I'll talk about herbicides, specifically glyphosate, um, in a future podcast and how that is infiltrating our gut health and leading to a lot of issues there. But I just want to focus on pesticides right now because that is something that you can make... um, you can make a really, really significant decrease on your exposure to with a couple simple tricks. So that's where I want to shift into the good news. Adults who switched to an 80% organic diet can reduce their pesticide levels by, drumroll please, 89% in just seven days, one week. Even better, children who ate an organic diet for just five days saw a dramatic decrease in pesticides. So pregnant women who ate a mostly organic diet reduced their risk of preeclampsia, amongst other things, birth defects, etc. when they had their baby. So how do we do this? Super easy, ladies. Eat a mostly organic diet, at least 80%. And here's how to know which foods make the cut for organic and which don't. There's a list called the Dirty Dozen, and there's another list called the Clean 15. You want to, 100% of the time, choose organic for the dirty dozen list and feel free to opt for the less expensive non-organic options in the clean 15. To make this really easy, simply download the lists from EWG website. Just Google dirty dozen EWG and you can double check in the grocery store right? When you're purchasing things and you have a question, gosh, are these strawberries? Do I need to focus on organic, non-organic? Or what I do is actually separate the organic produce list from the non-organic produce list on my grocery shopping list. So I already know before going in. So when I grocery shop, I actually separate all of my foods into, okay, what's in the produce section, what's in the meat and dairy section, and then what is going to be in the um, middle aisle section. Okay. So for the produce, I will list on, on one column is what I need to look for organic and then one column I don't need to worry about. I can just buy non-organic. So strawberries always make the list. Spinach, kale, they're always on the organic list. I will pay an extra $2 to make sure that myself and my family is not getting exposed to these dangerous pesticides. And I hope that you will too. Okay, lady. That's it for today's podcast. Be sure to message me on Instagram at stasha.rukoff for your beloved beauty counter care package that I will pack myself and send to you. Actually throw in a $10 gift card for the holidays plus to hook you up for the Black Friday sale coming up because that is literally the best time of the entire year to load up on all things uh, skincare, personal care, etc. So you have you have not tried beauty counter yet i am shamelessly plugging it um, and i will support you in making the best decisions for you so remember if you haven't seen my emails or instagram posts we are briefly open for enrollment for holistic fertility method for the month of november only inviting seven actually scratch that six women we just had an enrollee in the last couple days Get the incredibly thorough, against the grain, and proven holistic strategy to not just conceive your baby, but take back your power as a confident, connected, and grounded woman who stands firmly in her truth. 
You have this within you. It's time to unleash it, mama. So join now so that by January of 2022, which is coming up in just three months, mama, you're already on your way to baby and being a completely new and up-leveled woman. Plus, investment is going from 3K to 5K in January. So book your call now instead of being like most who regret the decision to put it off and just get in there and let's apply. Link is below. I cannot wait to see you and help you bring clarity to your journey. You deserve this, mama. All right, enough talk. I'll let you go and I will see you soon. Thank <laughs> you.